This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Well, folks, welcome to the free Savage Nation podcast, and I'm going to keep it free for all of you, but for those of you who have been requesting that we provide for you an ad-free podcast. We're going to keep doing that. And in addition to getting the ad-free podcast, which many of you want, for less than the price of a beer in a bar a month, only three ninety-nine a month, you're going to get an occasional monologue from me. Maybe I'll read from one of my novels. You're going to get an archive piece going back to 1994. Whatever comes up, you're going to get on an occasional basis. Details will be seen on my website, michaelsavage.com. I'm going to give you a link right now. And if you want to join, all you got to do is go to glow.fm slash savage premium. Glow.fm slash savage premium. Glow.fm slash savage premium. If you click on it, you're going to see a cartoon of me. Join Savage's exclusive club with the rate. And you just click and you join. You're going to love it. I appreciate it very much. I hope you join the Savage Exclusive Club. I want to thank you very much for supporting the Savage Nation podcast, either the free version or the paid version. Your patronage, it's appreciated. It's that simple. All right, here we are again. We're going to talk about the nightmare going on in Kabul from the senile, feeble president and his coverers in the media. It's a disaster, a disgrace. The Taliban put on American stolen uniforms and mocked the Iwo Jima flag-raising ceremony in their latest propaganda push. This is what they have done under Joe Biden. You bastards who voted for him, you should be arrested for what you've done to this country. Lying about Trump. I'm sick of this. The Taliban are now warning America of consequences if the USA extends the military presence to get more people out. If the US or the UK wanted to extend the 31st of August deadline in order to continue evacuations out of the country. Would you agree to that? No, no. Why not? This, this is uh, something uh, you can say it's a red line. President Biden uh, announced uh, this agreement that until uh, 31st of August, they would withdraw all their military forces. Uh, so if they extend it, that means they are extending occupation. While uh, there is no need uh, for, for that, I think that it will deteriorate the relation that will uh, create mistrust bet between us. If they uh, are intent on continuing the occupation, so it will um, uh, provoke a reaction. Can you believe this? Meanwhile, the fat slobs in the Pentagon, the contractors making believe they're generals, are now saying they're going to send in new men, new soldiers to fight in Kabul because they can't get the people out in time. Okay, so this is a nightmare. A shock poll shows 
that most voters see that Biden is unfit to be president. That's right. It was released Friday, just as the evacuation of Afghanistan is spinning out of control. Rasmussen report found that just 39% of respondents thought that Joe the hologram was doing the job of president. 51% answered that others are making decisions for the aging, senile old man. A drastic and horrendous drop from a poll conducted in March. And by the way, 52% of respondents to the Rasmussen poll said they were not confident that Biden was mentally and physically up to the job of being commander in chief. This is what's going on. Mayhem is going on at Kabul airport. ISIS, who was defeated by Trump and the Russians, is back. ISIS has returned. They're at the airport now. The Islamic State is threatening Americans in Afghanistan. They're wearing American uniforms. I've never seen anything like this. And here's a spokesmouth who really is perhaps the lowest weakling I've ever seen. Jake Sullivan, the so-called national security advisor, said the threat is real. It is acute. It is persistent. Sometimes we're focused on with every tool in our arsenal. The threat is real. It is acute. It is persistent. And it is something that we are focused on with every tool in our arsenal. Our commanders on the ground uh, have a wide variety of capabilities that they are using to defend the airfield against a potential terrorist attack. We are working hard with our intelligence community to try to isolate and determine where an attack might come from. It is something that we are placing paramount priority on stopping or disrupting. And we will do everything that we can for as long as we are on the ground uh, to keep that from happening. But we are taking it absolutely deadly seriously. When they say the word tool, you know they don't know what the hell they're doing. These people know only one thing, which is how to hold their own tool. I never saw anything like this. Who is this Jake Sullivan? How did he become a national security advisor? He doesn't look like he knows anything. This is what's going on. Other terrorist groups are now active in Afghanistan, each with a different relationship with the Taliban. Al-Qaeda, ISIS, who used to fight each other, are now fighting against us. This is all because you threw Trump out, you left-wing idiots, you. And what else is going on? Mayhem at Kabul airport. People are being beaten up. The botched withdrawal, chaotic scenes. When confronted about the fact that Americans disapprove of the way he has managed his withdrawal, Biden broke into laughter. Did you hear this? A reporter actually said that to him, and he broke into laughter. A question on the public response. A new poll out today shows Americans wanted to withdraw from Afghanistan but they disapprove of the way you've handled it. Paul also found that based in part on what's transpired in the last week, a majority of Americans, and forgive me, I'm just the messenger, no longer consider you to be competent, focused, or effective in the job. I haven't seen that poll. It's out there um, from CBS this morning. Um, (laughs) What would you say? He finds it funny that Americans are concerned about the people trapped in Afghanistan because of his insanity and his incompetence. The man should be impeached. Meanwhile, Pentagon spokesmouth Joe Kirby said, we know of a small number of cases where some Americans have been harassed and in some cases beaten. We don't believe it's a very large number. And most Americans who have their credentials with them are being allowed through the Taliban checkpoints. We, we, we know of cases, uh, a small number that we know of. We don't have perfect visibility, but we know of a small number of cases where some Americans, uh, and, uh, and certainly as the secretary also said in that statement, Afghans, Afghans that we want to evacuate, not 
it wasn't just Americans that he talked about, um, have been harassed and in some cases beaten. Uh, we don't believe it is a very large number. Uh, and in a matter of fact, the, uh, the numbers would indicate, and I've said this before, that, uh, that most, uh, by and large, most Americans who, uh, who have their credentials with them are being uh, allowed through the Taliban checkpoints and and onto uh, and onto the gate and onto the into the gate and onto the airfield. So by and large, um, most Americans are having no problems that we're aware of. This is amazing what's going on, and the man is not impeached is even more amazing. This stunning series of events in Afghanistan, seeing the old man slink off the stage, a broken old man. You know, you look at him leaving the stage, and it's frightening to see what's going on. It's terrible to see what is going on. And I will tell you right now, I don't know how much longer this country can hold together. I'm looking at the tweet I put up when I saw him leave the stage. And I said, I'll, oops, I'll bet the Taliban killers are shaking in their stolen combat boots as they watch a feeble, semi-senile old hack walk away from questions. Before that, I said, hologram Joe only taking questions from pre-selected stooges. Then I said, lying Joe talking about the weather. I couldn't believe the press conference. And then this morning... We found the article, which you may have seen by now, Pelosi and hordes of maskless people at a fundraiser in Napa Valley. It's from the New York Post, which we put on michaelsavage.com. This is spinning out of control. The only reason he's still president is because of Wolf Blitzer and CNN, NBC, ABC, and CNN. Other than that, the American people, if the election were held today, would reelect Donald Trump. I'm Michael Savage. Thanks for listening to the Savage Nation podcast. Michael Savage, a host like no other. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Things are not going well in the world domestically or internationally. And the other night, President Trump gave an amazing, invigorating, hopeful speech down south. And I watched it in part. I was on the air a little bit before it for a few minutes when they asked me, what do I think President Trump will talk about? Obviously, he'll talk about Joe's blunder and his premature evacuation from Afghanistan, doing everything backwards. The illegal aliens being flooded throughout America from Central America, infected with COVID. Now Afghani refugees being flooded into America. Inflation, gas is over $5 a gallon here in the San Francisco area. The crime wave in our cities. The national insecurity we all feel under bumbling Biden. And believe me, the president did not disappoint. I want you to hear this. Michael, good to see you. Perhaps I could get oh. your thoughts. Look at all these people. They want to hear from 45. The country's in turmoil. Joe's blunder in his premature evacuation from Afghanistan was the final nail in the coffin of this hologram in a basement. Gas over $5 a gallon here in the San Francisco area. Illegals being brought in infected with COVID. National insecurity under bumbling Biden. Uh, crime wave here in, in, the, uh, in the big cities. How much more do we need to understand 
that this administration should be dismissed immediately. But unfortunately, we do not live in a parliamentary system where there can be new elections. One of the things that is interesting to note uh, here, Michael, is the the access or lack thereof of the current sitting president of the United States. We can't get to him. And when we do, it is already screened reporters that are being called upon to ask questions. He turns around, he leaves, and we're going through a botched exit where thousands of Americans are still stuck in Afghanistan. We cannot ignore that. We need to show strength. Critics say we're not seeing enough strength from the United States of America, specifically this administration. Your thoughts? You said it all. We all see this. Anyone who's not blind sees this man. The king has no clothes. He is not there. He's a hologram. And how much longer can they put this on until people say enough is enough? It's a disaster. And it's not only a disaster domestic and abroad, it's a disaster internally in the presidency. What do you think you're going to hear from him tonight, uh, Michael? I mean, it's going to be an array of things you brought up. Okay. First, he's going to talk about the premature evacuation in Afghanistan, one of the greatest military blunders in history and one of the greatest victories of terrorism in the history of the world. That's number one. What's number two? Number two, inflation, inflation, inflation. I'm not poor, but everyone sees this. Has anyone looked at the price of chicken? How about gas over $5 a gallon here in the San Francisco area? How about illegals being brought in infected with covid now, the, the vermin in the media are going to say, oh, Trump's rally, they had no masks. There's going to be a, a surge of COVID in Alabama. What about Obama's disgusting bacchanal there in Martha's Vineyard two weeks ago? No masks and the surge of COVID. How come that got dropped out of the, new, the news, Anderson Cooper? How come? Because the media is in the hands of the Democrat establishment, not for the betterment of America or the world. But the fact is, we are all suffering And if the election, I'll say this before I go, if the election were held again today, Trump would win by a landslide, whether or not they manipulate the machines. What do you think about that? Well, I I, I wonder, too, if he'll bring up the pandemic and how that's been handled as far as messaging goes, as far as getting the vaccine to to so many around the country, Um, because it's not being touted as the the effort that is being done already. Seventy percent of Americans have at least one dose due to Operation Warp Speed, which happened during the Trump administration. Um, But you've seen what's happening in the major cities, San Francisco, New York City. uh, 30 seconds for you. You can't go indoors to dine. Go get a bite to eat unless you bring your CDC card with you. Welcome to fascist America. I have never seen anything like it. What about medical or religious exemptions? How come we haven't heard much about them? What, did we throw our religion out the window and our medical exemptions? Where about all the women, our bodies, ourselves? Keep your hands off our bodies. Where'd all they go, the loudmouths? Where'd they go, all the descendants of Bella Abzug? Where they suddenly lost their voices? I'd like to hear from the women's movement. Where, where, where'd our bodies, ourselves go? They're going to tell us they own our bodies now with the card? Something has to change here. We all want to control the epidemic, but we don't want to lose our freedoms because once we lose our freedoms, our bodies are worth nothing. And that's the final word from Michael Savage tonight before the great President Trump appears on stage. And I can't wait for him. I was honored to fly an Air Force One with him and have a hot dog with him at 35,000 feet. This guy is the greatest. I can't wait for him to be president again. We know he's a fan of Diet Coke as well. 
Uh, <laughs> I, I, I talked to his. I can confirm it. I talked to his former uh, butler about that uh, years and years ago. Uh, he is the host of uh, the Michael Savage Show. Uh, Dr. Michael Savage joining us live. There it is, and his Trump's book is war. out. Trump's War is Trump's out there. War. You can go ahead and grab it. it. Again. So today, what I want to do is I want to talk about Trump's War Revisited. A couple of years ago, I wrote a book called Trump's War, and it was a bestseller. New York Times, number one bestseller. Big deal. And the headline said, the wall, taxes, tariffs, deportations, Obamacare, guns, military strength, schools, abortion, religion. What will the new president do? So when I watched President Trump speak last night, I was moved because I said he was the last chance America had. We have descended into total chaos. Everything is broken. And I said, I hope he runs again, because I think he could win if he runs again. That's my personal feeling. Now, I know that they'll probably rig the machines. I know that they'll probably flood the illegal aliens into the voting booths. We all know this. But there might be a hope and a prayer that we can save America from these left-wing vermin these solenterates, they're lower than worms. They're the opposite of the word patriot. When you watch the people on the news media, when you watch the spokesmouths for Biden, you understand when I said far-left radicals have taken over the Democratic Party in this book. I wrote rhinos protecting their big business special interests. War profiteers, if Trump restores peace. Liberal media who will stop at nothing to bring Trump down. That was Michael Savage when this book was published and it became an immediate giant bestseller. So we see that I was right. So what do I want, a badge, a halo? No, we're going to look at some of the chapters. And I'm going to ask you, as I insert news stories from the day into these, Trump's war against the enemies within, the shot heard around the world, the enemies within, draining the swamp. Chapter two, Trump's economic war, trade traitors. Are we back there again? Infrastructure. Oh, really? You thought it was just uh, created now? I was writing about it then. The Forgotten Man, Turnpikes, and America First Economy. The next chapter was Obamacare, which we will skip over right now. We'll go to chapter four, Trump's War for Our Borders. The New World War, which is the invasion of our country. I talked about ancient mass population changes. I said the dream is over. I said disease imports still on the rise. Really, I knew about it then. I knew about it 25 years ago when I tried to have a book published called Immigrants and Epidemics, and nobody in New York Publishing would touch it. They said, oh, you're right, but we can't publish it. And then I asked, how about sanctuary for U.S. citizens? I then go into Trump's culture wars. I said, what is culture? Plato warned us how academia has poisoned our culture. Trump's war to restore the military. Now, there's a hot one. Restoring the purged officers. Unfortunately, he didn't change the generals. Their power was too great. These fat, old, retired types, they're good only for drinking uh, alcohol and collecting a pension. Worthless when it comes to war. In any other time, they would have been in prison for what they did in Afghanistan. If a bullet goes missing on an army base, it is investigated, and a person could be court-martialed. Here we have tanks, planes, Bullets, you name it, armored personnel carriers stolen, given away to them. And these generals still have their jobs? I then said, treat our battle injured, not sexually confused. Does that ring a bell? Restore qualification standards in the military. Restructure military spending. 
I then went into Trump's war against the war machine. I called him a man of peace, which he was. I then said the liberal warmongers, the neocons, the war profiteers, the battle plan. Trump's war against the rhinos. Trump's war to restore real science. It was all about what was going on in the NIH and the CDC, how they had been polluted and converted. Trump's war for the First Amendment. I talked about the new ministry of truth. Soros's brown shirts. The battle for religious freedom. Trump's war for the Second Amendment. All quiet on the gun control front? Well, for now it is. What about the drugs behind the mass shootings? Trump's war against the deep state. Did Russia really hack the election? Of course not. The phony honey trap story investigating the FBI. Can liberals read a map? And then I gave you a battle plan in the book Trump's War. So the reason I'm turning this into a podcast today is twofold. One, because when I was on Newsmax the other night before the Trump rally, at the end, I held up the book cover to Trump's war, and a funny thing happened. People sent me emails who I know and said, congratulations on your new book. The host thought it was a new book. Trump's war has battled for America. Nothing's changed because it is his war, and it is his battle for America. So where shall I begin? Well, I could begin with the battle plan I laid out, and I talked about what we had to do after Trump was elected. I gave you savage solutions, and there are many of them, and they're in the book, and I guess I could start with restoring our borders. And then I'm going to have a cup of coffee. World War III is being waged by undocumented, unvetted immigrants. Start fighting back. Wow. No kidding, Mike. Purge our shores of enemy combatants and limit World War III to Europe. Build a border wall now. Fire the bleeding hearts at CDC and restore sensible public health protocols. Abolish sanctuary cities and deport the illegal vermin who are killing our citizens. Oh, my God. Restoring the military, I said. Beef up the military by man up the military. Help wounded warriors, not sexually confused enlistees. It's biology, not misogyny. Gender equality has no place in the armed services. Make the VA more transparent and accountable via the Accountability First and Appeals Modernization Act and the Caring for Our Heroes in the 21st Century Act. I wrote about defeating the war machine. I said, stand firm on peace with Russia. Remember, Pelosi wanted war with Russia from the, the day that Trump began. Combat the war propaganda, period. Destroy ISIS and then leave the Middle East. I said that then, and that's where we are now. I said bring our troops home from unnecessary deployments, and I meant it, and I mean it. And yes, we did have to get out of Afghanistan, but you do this in a sensible, orderly way. You bring out the civilians first, the military equipment second, and then you remove your military. Dumb bastard Biden and his idiotic women supporters in the White House did it backwards. They took the troops home first, and now look at the mess we have. Take a look at the mess that we have. And so it's not about leaving Afghanistan. It's about how he ran out of Afghanistan with his tail between his legs, destroying America's credibility around the world as the Taliban, in their blitzkrieg, take control of the nation from top to bottom. So you all know this, and you don't need me, right? Did you know Afghanistan and the REEs that are there, the rare earth elements? You heard about it probably by now. Afghanistan has tons of them. But Afghanistan also has vast reserves of gold, platinum, silver, copper, iron, chromite, 
lithium, uranium, and aluminum. The country has high-quality emeralds, rubies, sapphires, turquoise, and lapis lazuli that have long charmed the gemstone market. Afghanistan may hold 60 million metric tons of copper, 2.2 billion tons of iron, or 1.4 million tons of rare earth elements such as lanthanum, cerium, and veins of aluminum, gold, silver, zinc, mercury, and lithium. So, my friends... How did we run out of there? Why did we not mine any of this while we were there? It's all been given to China. In Ghazni province, the potential for lithium deposits as large as those of Bolivia, which has the world's largest known lithium reserve, exists. The deposits in Helmand province will yield 1.4 to 1.4 million metric tons of REEs. REEs. Afghanistan has REE resources among the largest on earth. And my friends, China now controls 98% of the world's market. Soon it will be 99%. This is a disaster of untold proportions. And the fact of the matter is, Biden owns it, Pelosi owns it, Schumer owns it, the entire Democrat establishment owns it. So you say, well, I hope we can win the midterm elections. And we're going to sweep the midterm elections. Yes, if the election were held today and it was Trump versus Biden, Trump would win by a landslide if it was a fair vote. But there are other elements here that I need to touch on before I go into the details of Trump's new war or Trump's war revisited. First, a sip of coffee. Oh, that's delicious. Let's look at the Taliban for a moment. What are the Taliban? Who are the Taliban? What affiliation do they have in Islam? They're Sunni Muslims. All right, that's interesting. Iraq, largely Shia Muslims. Iran, Shia Muslims. ISIS, Sunni Muslims. Wow. So ISIS is coming back now after Trump destroyed them with the help of Russia. ISIS is now joining the Taliban to create a Sunni bloc between the Shiites of Iran and the Shiites of Iraq which is an interesting side note to this entire puzzle because there may be an inadvertent benefit to the rise of the Taliban, which is to keep Iran at bay. Because let me tell you something. There was a large likelihood, a high likelihood, that Iran could have united with elements of Afghanistan and Iraq to create one gigantic new Muslim entity that could have threatened the world in a way they are not presently threatening the world. So with ISIS now joining the Taliban, two Sunni elements, forming a sort of blockade between the Shia of Iran and the Shia of Iraq, who knows? The world could wind up benefiting in a strange way. It could be a strange silver lining that was not planned by the Biden administration. We know that the game changer has happened. They got night vision goggles. They have small arms, such as machine guns, mortars artillery pieces, including howitzers, which they never had before, which could give the Taliban killers an advantage against the resistance that is surfacing already in historic anti-Taliban strongholds, such as the Panjshir Valley northeast of Kabul. Those poor people will likely now be wiped out by these 15th century throwbacks with American weaponry. And China, again, as I have to say, is the big winner because not only, as I pointed out in my several TV appearances, in recent days, 
I talked about the Silk Road before it was even mentioned by others because I know history. Okay, the Silk Road has always run from China for trade through the Middle East. And the Silk Road always ran through the crossroads of Afghanistan going back to Genghis Khan. So China is, again, the big winner here. They will take all of the minerals. They will take all of the rare earth elements. There's no limit to what they will be getting from this. And again, this is all on the hands of Hunter and Joe Biden. There have been rumors that they're in the hands of the Chinese to begin with. I can't say this was done for the Chinese, but I can say that they're the big winners. In any other time, in any other place, the president would be impeached for what he has done. The fall of Kabul resulted because it was done backwards. There's an interesting quote from Jack Carr, a former special forces operative, who quoted a former Mujahideen who fought against the Soviets, who said, the Mujahideen said to the special operator, Jack Carr, he said this, the Americans have all the watches, but we have all the time. Well, how true that is. And so Biden did it backwards. It fell overnight. China's the big winner. The rare earth minerals will go to China. We need them for all of our computers. And what about the opium? Where will our military equipment end up? Will it end up in Iran like when Obama gave them a drone, the most advanced drone we had, suddenly landed in Iran? But most importantly to me, I ask this question. Will Al-Qaeda stage another 9-11 while our military leaders continue searching for white nationalists in the ranks? Yeah, General Milley, keep looking for those white supremacists in America while Al-Qaeda brings the weapons you left behind to our shores. This is Michael Savage. I'll be right back. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. For those of you who did not see my uh, appearance on Newsmax last Friday, which is incredible, I'm enjoying it more than ever, we discussed in great detail the rare earth minerals in Afghanistan and how China is going to be the big winner from this. We're going to bring in Michael Savage. He's the host of The Michael Savage Show, and he talked about this very idea earlier today on his show. So welcome, Michael. Listen, uh, you know, first, a, a quick geography lesson. I think a lot of people don't realize that Afghanistan does border China just barely. It's an extremely tiny border between those two countries in between Tajikistan and Pakistan. Uh, but clearly a lot of interest from the Chinese, from Beijing, in Afghanistan. I have to think that most of it is about those rare earth minerals, which I was just mentioning. The total value of rare earth minerals in Afghanistan is, is allegedly between $1 trillion and $3 trillion. Uh, so it is a country that has almost no development, but has enormous resources in the ground. Do the Chinese smell blood here? Do they smell opportunity? And are they trying to get their hands on those rare earth minerals? Jen and Steve, thanks for having me on. Are we going to argue tonight or we're friends? I hope we're friends because I think <laughs> we're, we're always friends. Always friends. Even it's if we are night, we're just joking. We love having but you on. I, I look forward to this more than anything else in my life shows you how sad my life is. But the fact is, <laughs> on my podcast this week, I spoke with a commander, a commanding general who directed the 101st Airborne there for eight years, who knows everything about it. And I, I shocked even him by bringing up the Silk Road. I said, isn't it true that Afghanistan has always been the crossroads of trade in the Middle East going back to Genghis Khan? He said, 100 percent right. The Chinese have been there. Go back and study the history of everybody on Silk Road, Silk Road, Silk Road. They're there. They're the big winners here. We all have heard about the loss of the military equipment, planes, guns, night vision, tanks, hard to believe 
that Biden is not responsible for this. If a handgun goes missing on, a, on a, in an armory, people are court-martialed. Now you lose mm -hmm. airplanes and tanks and nothing happens to these dumb generals. Okay, we all hear this. But the big picture behind it all is the $3 trillion in rare earth elements. What are they? I'm not going to go into chemistry. I'm not a chemist. We know basically what they are. Things like lithium, which make up the internal guts of computers, cell phones, electric vehicles. People don't know that the average electric car requires six times more minerals than a conventional car. Who has them? China, Brazil, and Afghanistan. China in 1993 controlled 38% of world production, today 98% of world production. And we had a few rare earth element mines in the West. Do you remember this a few years ago? And the Chinese were allowed to buy them? It's hard to believe how smart they are and how corrupt or dumb we are. So the question is what's going to happen? I don't have an answer to that. All I know is that we're in real trouble because our chips depend upon these rare earth elements. Uh, but there are other elements we could talk about. I mean, the hologram in a basement, as I called Biden for well over a year, this poor guy, you almost have compassion. You have to have compassion for him. He cannot handle this. He thought it would be a cakewalk after all he is of being the second in command. Suddenly he's flying on Air Force One. And now this falls into his lap. He's ill-equipped to handle it. But the fact of the matter is, <clears throat> Michael, Joe's disaster me. Michael, Joe, let me ask you sorry, about, Joe, because you're mentioning chips, okay, and I want, I want to ask you, because I think this is related to this story in a different, in a different sense. Uh, China clearly has designs on Taiwan. I think that given the U.S. weakness, given just the implosion that is happening in Kabul, I believe they're going to be far more aggressive about making a move while Biden is in the White House on Taiwan. Now, Taiwan is not just a strategic partner of the United States, but it's also a key economic partner because they produce the majority of all chips produced in the entire world, right? Right? Um, and so because of that fact alone, it's incredibly important to our economy. If Taiwan were to get invaded and if they were to stop sending chips to the United States, I think our economy would, would go into an absolute tailspin. I mean, we couldn't make cars. We couldn't buy a refrigerator. Uh, it, it would be catastrophic. So China, I think, believes probably fairly properly that they have the U.S. in a strategically weak spot. Your thoughts regarding Taiwan? Well, it's clear as a bell. But the fact is the Taiwanese are not going to roll over and they have a phenomenal military. Uh, the only problem here is that China now knows we're not going to defend Taiwan. If Biden is willing to conduct the greatest military, or shall I say the great, this, I call this today, the greatest terror victory since 9-11. That's the context in which I put this. This is a terrorist's dream. They just conducted a victory. We did nothing. He did everything backwards. He took out the military first, left the equipment. Now he's trying to get the civilians out. So he put in 5,000 troops. He should have taken the civilians hey, out. Michael. Yeah. I, I, I don't mean to be rude, but they're telling me we got to go. Somehow we ran out of time here. I didn't even get to ask you a question, so I'm sorry. But we'll and look I forward to uh, hopefully my, how about, extending how about this the next funny, week. I got a funny joke for you. What's that? In, there's a silver lining. It may mean the end of sales for Hunter's Art in Afghanistan because the Taliban <laughs> are Islamo-fascists who... Uh, Bernard, they don't collect it. So that may be the <laughs> that silver <is> lining. True. <laughs> well, that's Sorry. great. On a Friday, we've got a silver lining. Come on, Michael Savage, thanks for being with us. Jen. That's got to be worth something. <laughs> Have a great weekend, Michael. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. What you hear clicking is a metronome. Because time is running out 
to save Americans as I speak. Bumbling Joe Biden is the reason this is happening. There are no brains around him. There is only hate, maliciousness, and greed and corruption around him. Any other country would hold an emergency election and elect a new government. But we are stuck with these cretinous, corrupt bastards for several more years. Nobody knows where this will end. The fight for America is on, my friends. Time is running out for all of us. Multiple killed in airport stampede. Not at JFK, but at Kabul, so you don't care. Instead, you're worried about the rain in Cape Cod. A two-year-old girl crushed to death, but you don't care. All you care about is that Biden is protected by Wolf Blitzer. My friends, let me begin by saying to you that our fight for America, which I talked about in my last best-selling book, has not happened. It has to happen now. The coronavirus that originated in Wuhan, China, that swept the world, taking hundreds of thousands of lives and wreaking economic and social destruction, as you know, has also affected us. And just as we are battling to get back on our feet and preparing to reopen our economy, George Floyd, a career criminal, was choked to death by a psychotic police officer, and that lit a power keg of political insanity waiting to explode after months of lockdowns. America is now at war with itself, trying to decide if it will remain a land of freedom and opportunity or whether a radical new vision of communism will emerge. We are all searching for answers. Was the American lockdown necessary to defeat COVID-19? Or was it a politically motivated strategy to harm President Trump's re-election chances? Probably a combination of both. Did the death of George Floyd represent a systemic problem with American police? Or is the left exploiting the tragedy for political purposes? The latter is true. Where does legitimate protest end and insurrection begin? Many of you would say, well, the insurrection was clearly against Congress. Oh, really? And you mean the one year of rioting and burning across America you didn't notice? Well, let's look into this in a little more detail so we can all make a decision, a rational, informed decision as to where we are and where we have to go. Because as I speak, there's going to be another mail-in election theft. Absolutely true, 100% true. We are staring into the abyss that goes back to the French Revolution. And America is on the precipice of this abyss. We are staring into a self-made oblivion where everything that has previously defined the greatest nation in human history is erased. Rather than fighting with our last breath to avoid it, we are all running headlong into the chasm like lemmings stampeding over a cliff. As the great Russian writer Dostoevsky wrote, when I fall into the abyss, I go straight into it, head down and heels up. And I'm even pleased that I'm falling in just such a humiliating position. And for me, I find it beautiful. Well, he sounded a little nuts to me. One thing is for sure, once we fall in ourselves, we won't find it beautiful. We will be reliving the nightmare of communism so many populations have lived before us, all promised a utopia that is free from the oppression of capitalism and the nuclear family. And if the radicals have their way and Biden is not destroyed by this disaster, meaning taken out of office, along with Kamala Harris and the others around him, it will be very hard to find our way back. Our history will have been erased by the American Red Guards across America.
Many of you wonder how we got here. It's no mystery. It started with radical feminists, the free love movement, and the rise of the radical left in the 1960s. We all stood by and dismissed it as a fringe movement. We comforted ourselves with the idea we still had law and order to put them down. Then in the 1990s, we elected one of those left-wing radicals, President Bill Clinton. America saw what it did, and in 1994 elected a conservative Republican Congress to counter the communist in disguise for the moment. But all the while, the subversion taking place, the subversion was taking place in higher education, on TV, in the movies, and in the news, and it continued. And still, most of us hardworking taxpayers looked away because we were a nation of law and order and love of country. 9-11 hit, and after coming together briefly as a nation and a society, the subversion resumed in the same stealth fashion. We elected the first black president, even though we could see he was a naked communist. He was mentored by the noted communist Frank Marshall Davis as a young man and attended a church steeped in black liberation theology. He befriended known anti-American terrorist Bill Ayers. As Obama divided the country racially, allowed states and cities to ignore immigration laws, and had his attorney general conduct a war on police, we all looked away because we still believed law and order and our Constitution would protect us. Meanwhile, the subversion lurking just beneath the surface was about to explode like a volcano. And then with my help and my writings, we elected Donald Trump, a man who loved this country, loved the flag, loved law and order, respected our borders, and was committed to draining the swamp. That's when all the elements of subversion that have been put into place erupted in a gusher of resistance. Masked radicals and anarchists shut down conservative speakers on college campuses. They broke windows and burned buildings with impunity. Mayors and governors openly flouted our borders, creating sanctuary cities and states. Religion was openly mocked and rejected. The FBI and CIA colluded to stop the Trump administration from functioning by concocting a phony Russia scandal that carried on for three long years, disabling his efforts to move forward his agenda, our agenda. Remember what Schumer said? Be careful if you take on the deep state or the intelligence community, because they'll get to you. They'll get you. Well, take a look who's the leader of the Senate right now. Charles Schumer. And now these subversives have emerged in full force, using the death of a single black man and COVID hysteria to get where they are. They made a seamless move from climate hysteria to racial hysteria based on the myth of racial injustice 155 years after the end of the Civil War and a half century after the 1964 Civil Rights Act. These fascists are tearing this nation down. God help you if you do not kneel to them or say the exact right words because they will make sure you lose your job and any ability to support your family. Like Mao Zedong's Red Guards, they seek to destroy statues and other physical evidence of America's previous history. But what statues will they erect in this newfound utopia? Those of Karl Marx, Nelson Mandela, Will every statue be an MLK statue? If American culture is to be erased, what will they replace it with? African culture? Mesoamerican culture? Let me remind you that all these cultures also held slaves, some of which were brutally sacrificed to their gods. Remember the Aztecs cutting out the hearts of living people 
and throwing them down pyramids. Right now, people are being forced to sit on company conference calls discussing what white people can do to apologize for and make up for their white privilege. It goes on and it gets worse. And the fact of the matter is, this is naked Maoism. Some called it Marxism, but it isn't. It's a Maoist revolution we are sitting through. Black Lives Matter was the battering ram. Black Lives Matter is a well-known Marxist front group, even admitted so by its founders, and yet you still see Black Lives Matter on churches. But they're just one of the many snakes that have undermined this nation and threatened to turn us into Venezuela or worse. The fact of the matter is, modern leftism is as dangerous as was those behind the French Revolution. The destroying of statues and other historical landmarks by Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and other left-wing radical groups is no exception. The French revolutionaries also sought to erase French history that preceded their revolution. They instituted a new calendar and proclaimed 1792 year one. Did you know that? Did you know the Khmer Rouge in Cambodia similarly designated 1975 to be year zero? That was part of the inspiration from my previous New York Times bestseller, Government Zero. I want to remind you that during the early years of the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia, statues of the Romanovs were destroyed, followed by the Romanovs themselves. And never forget that those who would pull down statues will eventually pull down the people too. The playbook never changes for these enemies of civilization. First, it's erase the past. Then it's eat the rich meaning seize all their property, killing anyone who resists. Then it's absolute rule by a few wealthy party elites and subjugation, poverty, and slavery for everyone else. Do you think it can't happen here? Look around. It is happening here right before our eyes. I'm Michael Savage, and I'm continuing the fight for America. Back in a minute. Home of borders, language, culture, the Savage Nation. We wanted to try something new and special on today's podcast. Many of you have said you missed the interaction with callers. So we tried a little experiment with live callers over the Internet. And here is the result. Let us know what you think. You want more or less callers on the Savage Nation podcast. Hi, James. This is Michael. How are you this morning? How are you, my man? You are fantastic. Where are you? Where are you? I see you in a studio. <clears throat> I am unfortunately in the great salt city of Hutchinson, Kansas. <laughs> are you a talk show host or a DJ? Yes, or what? I, I am a talk show host and I am much like you. I uh, left the radio industry. To do this alternative broadcasting or podcasting. I like it. Look at that. You have a oh. microphone hanging down from the ceiling. You look more official than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I so don't know about you, that. You're well, more, Riley, you're you're more gonna be, I'm sorry, James, you're going to be the first caller that we've ever done on my podcast. So what I is got, it you want? What is it you'd like to talk about for a couple of quick minutes, James? I would like to talk about the dying radio industry, That's which fine. I know you, you have some uh, unique thoughts on. <laughs> well, it's been killed. It, you know, it's been assassinated. It's not dying. It's been assassinated by people like Mary Burner, in my estimation, who came from Reader's Digest and took over Cumulus uh, Media Networks and immediately purged it of any conservative as, as soon as she could. And now she has controlled opposition uh, that she leaves there like Benny Shapiro in order to make sure it makes believe it sounds like the conservative is on the radio. And of course, our, our favorite Groucho Marx on helium. 
Oh, him. <laughs> yeah, one wonderful human being. <laughs> but let's not just bitch and moan about these other people. No, 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 no. I have I have a solution. I have a solution, too, which is God. <laughs> God, God sees the solution and waits. <laughs> well, that, too. <laughs> so what's on your mind, my friend? How would you solve the radio problem? You know, I don't know if you're much of a uh, pro wrestling fan at all. No, but don't tell me. Don't tell me all talk no, shows no. who die should become wrestlers. No, no. They one of the big problems that they've had is Vince McMahon has been the, the guy. And up until fairly recently, there was a billionaire that was a big wrestling fan and he started a wrestling company. And what you're basically going to need is someone who grew up listening to you or listening to you know any number of, of talk show hosts and have the money and go in and hire you man cow. <laughs> I don't understand what you're suggesting is what a new network be formed, James. Somebody who's got the money to come in and do personalities, because that's the problem with radio is there's no personality. All right, James, I'm going to move on because the Afghanistan story is driving me crazy right now. So we'll get back to you at another time. No problem. Thank no you problem. for calling in. And you'll the, you're going to be the first caller, even though it's not about Afghanistan. I, I look forward to speaking to you at length at another time. Next caller, please. Yes. On to the Savage Nation podcast. Who's up, please? James, is James up? Yes. I'm James, here. hi, how are you? Thank you for taking the trouble to uh, be the second caller in the history of the Savage Nation podcast. What's on your mind today? Um, I wrote in about uh, the immigrants and epidemics on the border. Yes, sir. Uh, and how, uh, you know, through reading now, the media has totally blacked it out, uh, where it was sort of leaking out on Fox News. CNN briefly mentioned it about a month or two ago. Uh, mainly the positivity rates and how it's disappeared. No, it's not to blame for uh, spreading across the Southeast very quickly. Um, I am from the South originally. Are you saying, wait, wait, are you saying that the, the rapid spread of COVID in the Southeast is from newly arrived infected immigrants? Potentially, uh, especially in Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, and California. Is that, well, in, so it's, in LA, it's spreading rapidly. We know why. Because many of these illegals immediately go to distant family members in L.A. It's the same in Texas and Florida, right? Florida, not so much. Florida is a different population that's mostly Caribbean, Cuban, Haitian, Dominican, etc. Um, they're not coming in high numbers. Um, I have family in Florida. That's not who's coming there. Uh, Florida is because people are pretty much doing what they want and ignoring it. I know. And I have a relative who lives there and they go out Saturday night, uh, uh, no masks, partying. So is that the problem? Is it the masklessness? I don't think so. I think um, you also have an older population in Florida that's high risk with a ton of pre-existing conditions that doesn't care. Uh -huh. Like, that doesn't care. Do you think it's the uh, rampant, rampant sex in the old age homes? Uh, yeah, look at the villages. Uh, it's the number one community for uh, STDs in the country. And, no, it's you where think, and, and you know, I'm not joking. You took it seriously. They do have they they. The old the oldsters in Florida, they, they screw like mink. People don't know that mm -hmm, they do. It's weird. They golf and screw. Uh, I don't know what I'm missing. I must be in the wrong place. I tell you the truth. I, I don't know about that one. Which old age home are they doing it? And by the way, the thought of it is nauseating. Incidentally. Oh, it's it sounds the, like two no, skeletons. It's, it's all the villages in Florida. It's where basically 
old people from California, New York, et cetera, plant their money. They'll buy a house in cash, mostly. They live there three or four months of the year. They golf. And so a lot of them are widows, and they're, it's sleep around. It's well known. What, you basically want to talk. We, we are talking about the rapid spread of COVID, primarily in areas you think related to the influx of illegal immigrants who were infected that Joe's bringing in across the border, right? Uh, correct. Because when you look at Texas and the border towns, yes. how, how come everything was quieting well, down? Those we're only focused on a debacle in, in Afghanistan. It's getting out of control right now. ISIS is back. Al-Qaeda is back. They're looking for people's apps on their phones, anything with Christianity. They're whacking people. Yep. This is one of the greatest humanitarian disasters in human history. And by the way, I think this is only the beginning. It's going to get worse because they're emboldened. They know that we have an incompetent, senile leader who will do nothing. And they're going to probably if he here's what I think. They could rape women on camera in front of the world. And then Biden would get up and give a press conference and say they agreed to rape only three women a day. And we're we're happy with that because it's only going to be three women a day. That's the kind of presidency we have. I'm sorry. It's getting worse. Yes, by it the is. day, James, thanks for being caller number two. Uh, on the podcast. Now let's go on to the next caller on the Savage Nation podcast, which is the number three caller in history, Riley Morningstar. Riley, a smiling young man. Hello, I'm Dr. Savage. Good to talk with you. Where are you? I'm in South Carolina, sir. And how's it down there? What's going on down there? It's hot. Life's good. Other than that, though, uh, the lockdown seems like they're coming again. So, so people are upset about that. But uh, is that I mean, what you I, wanted I, to speak about today is the lockdowns or I wanted to talk to you about Portland because it seems to get worse by the day and something else happened there yesterday. You so know, I don't even see it in that. the news. What is going on in Portland? You know, you're the first one that was talking about it last summer. Wallbanger was late. Laughing gas was late. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, yesterday there was another rally. And, and of course, no one was arrested and violence just happens unfettered. What did they but, do in Portland yesterday? It's not even in the news. And I watched the news. What no, did they do? No, it's not. I saw Washington Post had something, but they just say far right extremists and then lowercase Antifa. So that's just a figment of our imagination, I guess. But uh, violence, shooting, paintball guns, and no police to be found anywhere. But I also heard they were street racing. They're just street racing the wrong way on the interstate, which is terrifying. All you got to do is look it up. Um, oh, but are they using uh, uh, internal combustion engines or electric cars? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's pretty funny. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, the, the question is, if they're using internal combustion engines, I have to say that's a plus. At least they're uh, on my side of the aisle with regard to cars. Very true. I, I, I'm waiting for you to get something on the website about it, because I figured your your producer would have that ready to go with what's with what's going on. Oh, I, you mean the new car? Like oh, you mean the, what, the Portland thing or my new car? Yes. Yes, sir. The Portland. <laughs> well, we'll try to find some info on that, Riley. What do you do for a living? If you may want to say I work in sales, sir. So what I do you sell? It, but uh, what do you sell? Can you sell uh, me something? I, I don't think I could. I'm new to the business. Uh, so not even dealership, but but boats is a big thing down here. Oh, good for so, you. Uh, I'm a boat yeah, nut. So, yeah, it's great. I know we, we I've watched your I have one outboard and I have one outboard uh, runabout, really a kind of a raft thing, a rubber thing, a rubber dinghy with a 25 horsepower Yamaha. I, oh, I, I've watched your periscopes when you've been out. You say you call it your little boat and a riptide coming and. You said uh, you called Kamala Harris a prize senator. 
uh, when uh, the Kavanaugh hearings were going on. I, I'll never forget that. And you, you ask where they find these people, and I don't know. I don't know where they find these. People. I don't know where they like find San these. The, the giggler. Problem. How do they find the giggler, <laughs> giggler like her? Okay, that's pretty funny. That's great, but Riley. I, I know you don't. You're you're wanting to even waste your time by being no. On Absolutely my podcast. not, Dr. Savage. I wish we could send you all uh, the, you know, Ryan, what we should do if Ryan can hear this. Guys, James, Riley, and the other gentlemen, I'd like to send each of you an autographed copy of one of my books as a gift for being a participant in the first uh, set of callers on the Savage Nation podcast. And I thank you very much. So we're going to send James Lowe, Riley Morningstar, and James Simmons a book. So we need to get there contacts okay thank you very much gentlemen hang in there things are going to get a lot worse before they get better <laughs> you're not kidding but thank you I, sir I, thank I, you thank listen, you i say this to my own son he's very clear on what's going on he's very very down on the future of this country and i keep saying to him things will get better he said it's impossible dad you don't know the younger generation he said they're worse than you can imagine and i say well eventually it'll hit them and once the blade hits them they'll come back to reality and it will not be too late countries will survive we're going through a terrible left-wing swing and i'm sure the pendulum will swing the other way thanks gentlemen hang in there life is good america is great and god loves you thank you sir bye now well thank you very much for listening to today's podcast i hope you've enjoyed and learned something from it and i want to remind you of something that i think is important for you to know we have over 280 Savage Nation podcast episodes available to you absolutely free. I'll say that again. You can go back into this vast library of over 280 episodes and listen to any one of them or several of them at your leisure. So you never have to be without the Savage Nation. Thank you very much for listening.